Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden and Brandon. We're going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, match versus El Paso Locomotive uh, this past weekend. Well, it was a 1-1 draw. Um, yes, yeah. Some inconsistency on our offensive attack, we missed chances, but, uh, you know, LaCava had that goal, should have had two. Um, yeah. Sparrow, you know, the goal that he let up was not his fault. Mm-hmm. I, it was nasty. And he's coming off of uh, two weeks in a row being goalie of the week. Two weeks in a row, uh, save of the week. And he's also in the running this week as well for the save he made in uh, last week's match at El, El Paso. What were your thoughts on the formation change? We went in with mm-hmm. a different offensive setup with the two strikers set up yeah. instead of the one. Do you think that's holding us back on offense? I think it is. And I think this is the only time I was really looking at... Uh, just how the Rowdies were playing and how the Rowdies were being coached as a whole. And I was, like, truly frustrated. Like, what like what are, the hell are we doing? Like, why why are we in this formation? Why is, you know, the people who are in, in? You know what I mean? We were running the dual striker setup. We had three, you know, the three backs. Uh, you know, Guilherme on left back. Only this the singular center back in, in Forrest Lasso. Leaving out that connection between him and, and Frederick Kleeman. I didn't really get that. And you saw like right when they came in together, and they, and they were they had that chemistry together. Yeah. Like less goals, more clean sheets. It was just in we were general, winning lockdown. more. We were we were, we were we were winning. We were on that winning run. And I'm not saying we were winning, you know, because of them, because mm. they're center backs. I mean, you can they're not really gonna win or lose no. you a game. That uh, that does move me to my next point on this formation change. At the start of the season, what was our main? Our main downfall: we couldn't score goals. Yeah, right? we were offense. like we were like the U.S. men's team in the World Cup. We couldn't score goals. We had everything there. We had the chances, but we couldn't execute the attempts. And I think that's really from the build-up play. And when you have the three center backs, it just it doesn't seem like the spark is there to try and get it like to the sides, get it out to Spalding, get it out to Sebastian Dalgard. You know, what we've been doing in these last couple of weeks, what have we been doing? We've Attacking been getting out the wings. To, exactly. We've getting out to the wings, crossing it and getting J.J. Williams headers. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and say we're still, you know, executing mm-hmm. all of our chances. Bro, like, I was saying off mic there for a second, J.J. Williams should have, like, 15 goals in this stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's... there's Probably, like, six assists, too, if like, he's yeah. for, those passes that for real. anticipating. Yeah. Hey, we just need to execute in the in the opposition's goalie box, bro. Like, that's where we're failing. Like, the, the one-touch-ins, we're not getting those. We're not, like, making smart pass plays. And in this game, uh, we did have one of our loans recalled uh, yeah. beforehand, which was White. So we talked like, about him. We built him up. He was there for one fucking game, and now yeah. he's gone. It sucks. That's, That's a loss. There for two games. Two games. But, excuse one me. game out of position, so it basically wasn't even there. But I will say this: now we are going to experience an even bigger loss in another loan that was just recalled with Ryan Spaulding. He played this game, probably the only reason we tied it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if we have to resort back to a, this two striker setup for the rest of the season because we don't have the depth. And I hope we don't do that mm-hmm. because, like you were talking about, we were attacking the we were attacking the wings. We had length in the back, exactly, and we were, you know, funneling the attack. And mm-hmm. like in one side, we were attacking either the left, and if there's an opening up there, Spalding would cross it in, mm-hmm. or JJ would be like making a run up the middle. But I feel like we're gonna lose that element because of our set piece guy, which yeah. is Ryan Spalding, and I haven't seen anyone else emerge. I don't mm-hmm. see Delgard filling those shoes. I'm yeah. sorry, 
Like he's a good passer, no, but I, he's I, not. He's not like he doesn't have the jukes. I do appreciate Dalgard though for being that technical guy that he's been these last couple weeks. He's had all of these assists. He had this assist this game as well. Yeah, I believe. I'm not like, taking uh, away from his production, I but I think he'll be the best candidate. Yeah, but yeah, do you think he's gonna do what Ryan Spalding just did while he was with I don't us? Know, but anybody I think, will. I think Lacava can fill the shoes for for, for this season. Lacava last season was not bad. We saw him in action in the playoffs. We saw him in action in that last week. He was making those runs. He's an intelligent player. But when I see him at striker, it just he doesn't. He's playing striker like a winner would, and it really shows. Like. He's not, you know, going back for for back runs, and you see J.J. Williams. He's a bona fide number nine. He's gonna be. He wants to be solo. He wants to fly solo. And that's what we should center. have. Exactly. I don't think we should have four attackers. But I I do like. I know I've been calling for this for a little while, but I want to see Tate Johnson. Like yeah. at least in, at least get some subs. In, no, like not even. I want to see They're him starting. start, bro. Like well, he did start at the start of the season. He was. Kind of exactly. bad. So why not? Kind of but he's, he's young, and we could use more speed, like mm-hmm. so that Deion Harris could be used like more on the attacking side. I think and Harris will be used more though. I, he Hopefully. needs to be now. I mean, but he he's just not an executor with mm-hmm. shooting. But we are seeing Jake Armand come into the mix a little bit more. Jake Which Armin, I'm glad he's back. Exactly, he's back. Perfect uh, timing. Got injured last season in the playoffs, and was kind of. He, he's he's just that young boy that makes the runs. He's, he's fast. He has the vision. He's Stamina. Very fast. And, you know, sometimes he does seem abysmal on the pitch. He kind of disappears a little bit. But, honestly, he's like Jor- Jordan Doherty, uh, our other, other center midfielder. He's he's there for the those creative runs. He makes the plays. He sets up plays to happen. And they're bigger kind of guy. Mm. Armin's not a skinny guy. Yeah, no, he's not tiny. He's do- no, neither neither is Doherty or, mm. or Dodgeway. Yeah. Doherty. Um, mm. they're kind of bulky beefcakes that are really mm. good at passing. Do- Doherty is a good passer, bro. Mm. He can make those he's good, good layered balls. And I one thing I'd like to say about Armin, um, is. You know, he may not be, like, the most impressive guy, like, when he gets the ball. Yeah. But one thing I noticed about him, like, a couple of weeks ago, when we were at the last home game we were at um, against, who was that again? Uh, New Mexico New United. Mexico United. Um, he was, like, making constant pressures, always running around. Like, even if he wasn't getting the ball or getting steals or creating turnovers, he was always, like, I always saw him around. Like, he yeah. was always, like, trying to create a play. Like, and even if, you know, this is the USL. So, exactly. like, I, I want to see that effort no matter who you are. Mm. But at the same time, I saw a little bit more effort out of him than I was seeing out of some of our other players. Maybe that's attrition. And he's mm. a fresh set of legs coming on. But at the same time, I'd I like to see him in those positions. So. And I want to I put that in. That 3-2 win against New Mexico United last week, and even though we won that game 5-1 a couple weeks ago, I do think this is the best Tampa Bay Rowdy team I've ever seen. Mm. Play. Was was that three two win against New Mexico United, mm. which was a good win. Those two goals were complete bullshit. We came out of adversity. Mm. I mean, two offside goals that were just let in. I mean, that's fine. But but Brandon, what do you think about the loss of Ryan Spalding and Lawrence White? I think I don't have too much of an impression on White, so yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you much. My only impression is that game that we um, went to, and we felt like he was just in. Or he had chance after chance mm-hmm. to score. He wasn't missing and, assignments. And he was missing his chances, though. Um, but it was yeah. my first impression was seeing him being really involved with the attacking part of the game and be present in the attack, take the ball upfield, dribble at the net, try to put it on net. Wasn't successful at it, but so it wasn't 
a negative impression, but it's still, it's only one game sample size. I can't really say too much. Spalding, though, on the other hand, is going to be a huge loss. Yeah. Um, anybody who is an avid fan of the USL or a Rowdies fan would know this. Um, he's been he, one of the best players. Just every time he has the ball and he's on his feet, something's happening. Whether he's sprinting down the edge and he's dribbling by a defender and running into the box and shooting it, or yeah. he's running to the corner and whooping across in, whether it's in the air, it's on the ground. And it's finding JJ Williams' head or his boot, and he's either missing it or putting it back in the head mm. or back in the net. Um, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see what we do, who steps up to sort of. I don't think anyone's gonna give us that impact that no, Spalding yeah, had. No. At least the assist production wise, like the, this guy was setting things yeah, up for us. Yeah, assists, three goals. We like can still, games. we can still. I think we can still produce. I mean, we even saw it last game. I'm gonna, I want to put things in perspective a little bit. Obviously, I didn't watch the game, but just sort of recapping it, listening to you guys speak, and looking at everything that's going on in general between both sides. Um, put it in perspective. They ran that two-striker formation. My guess is, what if the team sort of already knew that Spalding was going to be out yeah. before this game happened, and they wanted to sort of try this formation to see what we could have had mm-hmm. going forward? Because we still have a lot of season left. Yeah. Um, so my guess is they were probably kind of experimenting and seeing what we could have done with this, but we still had the chances. Exactly. And the highlight tape I was watching, we still had the chances, and those assist opportunities were still presenting itself. It's just, once again, consistently, we're not burying these chances. Like you just said, J.J. Williams should have 15-plus goals this year already, you know? It's absolutely. And so I think there's still, there's still some light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like, with this. It it's is a huge time. loss. It is a really huge loss, but... Even though we played this formation the other night and or last weekend and it wasn't the best, we still drew with the team that's first in the Western mm-hmm. Conference right now. Um, they they overcame Sac- Sacramento. Yep, yeah. Sacramento lost this past weekend and they dropped Tomorrow points. Day. So uh, with that draw, El Paso passed them with one point. They're sitting at 30 points right now at the top of the Western Conference. Um, mm. Within their last five games, three, three wins, two draws. Um, so they've picked up points consistently. And for us to come in already losing White, maybe we know we're losing Spalding, and we switch up the formation, and we still put draw. up a, a draw with these guys. Yeah. And their goal was something that no goalie in the league was probably saving. And if yeah. it's not for that, and a couple missed chances, we win this game 3 nothing. And honestly, we would have lost that game if it wasn't for, I don't know, did you see that, that bouncing ball? That, yeah. That Connor Sparrow was yeah. legit. That's the one I was crawling. talking about. There was yeah. a weird angle with Tilly Fletcher, and he was able to, he was on one end of the fucking mm-hmm. net, and he crawled over yeah, the other one. Yeah, legit sped and like dove while he was crawling <laughs> to get the ball. I've never seen, uh, I, I wouldn't say semi-pro, but lower lower tier soccer mm. you know player yeah, really yeah, put yeah. that much but, effort into a play. And, I mean, but we've seen that through, throughout the rest of this team, though, or I have at least with my short time watching them and being a fan. So I think that there is a lot of upside. I think we will be fine. Mm. And for us to come in and put up this performance on the road with a record setting eight thousand plus fans at El Paso, which you love mm. to see. Right after getting the news not too long ago of Indy 11 getting their stadium, we're having other teams and organizations set records for their attendance. It's just signs that the game is growing or this lead is growing. Yeah. And it's it's definitely good to see. But as that, as far as Spalding goes, it's definitely a huge loss. But I think I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I um I'm definitely concerned about the Spalding loss. As you were saying, I think the production will be fine. We'll still get those assist chances. I agree. But um, I really do hope that. You know, like you said, someone steps up and can do somewhat of what he did, like yeah. which was legit be able to like maneuver around like 
like left backs yeah. or right backs back there, and then make that that pass, make that cross, or create that chance. I just, yeah. um, I just, I just don't see Delgar with that footwork. No, I don't uh, either. He's he's a good passer, like I said, but that's not like all that Spalding was. He was able to maneuver inside a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was able to push. He's a dangerous. Push, yeah, he was able to push that defense back because you were scared of him making a run to the corner and mm-hmm. sending in a crosser, or you're worried about him getting Ekra involved in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where, like, we're going to have to change a lot. And yeah, I yeah. don't think the two-striker setup is going to work because I, I think, what, like you were saying, they're trying to experiment by... Because Spalding applies that pressure. Let's see if we can get some more pressure up mm-hmm. there. And it just... You know, we had chances to win the game. We did. Yeah. But, again, it's... And I... Th- I think our coach knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, yes, I think I think Collins really does, and I think he did look at this as an experiment, and he took that away from this game and this performance. Like, all right, this probably isn't what will work for my, for yeah. us going forward. Now that we're losing Spalding, let's see what we can do. Let's. I, it's going to be interesting to see who we put in that position, um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say he does go back to the formation we've been running all year. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if he ran the two striker. Uh, attack this this weekend. We play London or Loudon Town, uh, Loudon United FC. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that match. Uh, but at the end of the El Paso match, we actually did switch up the formation, mm-hmm. drop Spalding back into left back, and uh, we back went back to the attacking four three three. And uh, who was playing in the left wing? Lacava. We, we uh, moved Lacava to that wing, and uh, it was only for about five to ten minutes of the last yeah. end of the game. But uh, we did see a little bit more chances created. We uh, last couple of minutes we kept the ball at their side, and I think that just goes right back to Neil Collins just seeing what Lacava can do in the left wing mm-hmm. position. Yeah. You know, he was like, "All right, this." I think he might have just noticed that in game. All right, yeah. this two striker attack isn't working, so I'm not expecting this to sort of get us the result we want. But let's mm-hmm. see what Lacava can do in these last five ten mm-hmm. minutes at left wing. Gave like him said, time. Yeah, yeah, dropping him back or spalling back to left back. So and uh, speaking about loading United FC, last year we faced them and uh, this was the biggest win of the entire year. We we beat them nine to zero. Holy and, uh, <laughs> That was with that was with Bacaba in at uh, at left wing. The only difference was is that instead of JJ Williams, we had Leo Fernandez. Leo Fernandez. And <sighs> instead of Sebastian Guanzotti, now we have Charlie Dennis. So uh, those are the big deal breakers, you know. Can we replicate that nine zero win? Because we have the pieces. Like I know we do. I know we do. And this loading, this loading United team has gotten better uh, since that since that loss. But where are uh, they on the rankings? They're, they're eighth in the East. Okay. I wonder what they uh, what they are in the power rankings. And the power <laughs> rankings were just released, and mm-hmm. the Rowdies are at what? Uh, they're at number two, and El Paso was at number one. Yeah. So that was a definite. That was a big game that I'm glad we got out of there with at least some points. And like I said, there's upside because we both, I feel like all of us feel like we could have won that game. Yeah. yeah. Should have won that game. The honestly. chances were there. They were. I mean, and we can only go so long with saying that because it's been week after week. It has been, but though. This whole I mean, season. It's still, it's still stone, hard tr- stone cold truth. You can watch the game and it's in front of you. We have the chances. It's just got to be executed. And, like, our shots on, like... Don't get me wrong. I'm the type of guy that, like, I don't care. Get shots on goal because the more one, of them, the one of them exactly. is going to fucking work. It's just, all that's it what's been pressure. happening. All it is is just pressure. It is. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And over time, they're going to get tired. The goalie's going to make a lapse. The defender's going to make a lapse in judgment. And the doors are going to open for a, a better chance. And the attrition in the backfield and the opposition side of the pitch, like, you got to just think about that. Those backs are going to be running a lot if we keep 
keep up the pressure. And those guys are big. And they were six running two, a lot, three. especially with Spalding. But, and that's just going to go to show, again, what we're going to be able to do because they're not going to be running as much, I feel like. So they're going to be more rested come the later parts of the game. So it's going to be really interesting to see. But that's where the element of speed that he has where it's like, I, can we get a guy that even has that at that mm. spot? Lacava might have it, yeah. but when he needs two games off or a game off, Delgar yeah, be there. Yeah. In, reality, in reality, nobody is going to come in and Dayon? give us what Spalding gave us as far as just what he has as an individual. Yeah. He was a complete player. He was. No one's going to be able to replicate what he did as far as on the pitch when the ball's on his feet, yeah. but I feel like we definitely have the pieces to replicate mm-hmm. this stat line. Okay. And in terms of I spark agree. like that, I, I, I believe, yeah, I've been saying it all season, Dayon Harris, he's like... When I see him play and I see just the burst that he has, he's just, the fastest player. It just on the has pitch. no touch. It's just it's the, back to Spalding. It's just the intangibles mm-hmm. that we're losing from him. <coughs> um, but back to uh, what was I wanted to ask you? What was Memphis on the power ranking? Uh, oh, wow, Memf- Lod- yeah, Loading United is at 16th right now. Yeah, so this oh. is definitely a game that we need to win. We, and it's we gonna, need to win handedly. And it's gonna, but it's gonna be fun to watch because the main, the bigger storyline is gonna be what's gonna, who's gonna fill in for Spalding, and are we gonna be able to. Um, come away with a victory against the lesser side that we know we should without Spalding. Yeah. But yeah, you just showed me Memphis isn't third. I wanted to say that because mm. for some reason they've only played 13 games. No one else has played uh, less than 15. Mm. And they're sitting in third place right now. And they have three games in hand over the first place team. And they're only three points behind them, Memphis mm. is. So they're. That's a story to look out for. Yes, it yeah, is. Okay. They're in third place right now. They've. Won four out of their last five. That one they dropped was a draw. They have th- they have twenty five points and thirteen matches played. First place is Charleston with sixteen matches played, twenty eight points. Pittsburgh second with twenty seven points, fifteen matches played. Then Tampa Bay is behind Memphis in fourth place. That's 15, scary. Yeah, with fifteen matches played, twenty five points. They're rolling. So right now. and that's that's what makes it even more important that we have to get three points against this lesser middle of the pack. Below average, but time. you know what is what's really cool is these next three weeks, we're facing. I'll show you what these power rankings are. So we're facing 16th in the power rankings uh, next week or this week, and then next week we're facing 21st in the power rankings, and the week after that we're facing 23rd in the power rankings. Well, that's okay. also kind of a testament. We've had a tough schedule so we far, have. Mm-hmm. and sitting where we're at now, it's yeah, it's good to see, and I think that even attributes more to or adds to the upside is if there's going to be a time to lose Spalding. Now is going to be the time because we're sort of getting into that cupcake part of the schedule mm, yeah. where we're facing the teams you just said. All there's only 24 teams in this league. Yeah. One 16, the other two teams are in the 20s. You yeah. said right. So, yeah, 23 and 24. Yeah, the two the 23, worst, 23 and 21. Yeah, that's terrible. Two uh, <laughs> two of the worst four teams in the league and three of the worst what eight. Yeah. Teams. So we definitely got to come away with nine points from all three that's, of these leagues. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's kind of you we said. We to. you said we need three points. Anything, Funny you say that. I think it's four one victory. Obviously, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go three 0 Oh, okay. three 0 I'm Clean sheet for Connor Sparrow. Yep. I'm okay. gonna go. I'm not. I, w- I wish I was as ambitious as that for the Rowdies, but I do believe just because of that loss of Ryan Spalding, and just because of the questionable, you know, formation changes. Hopefully, we can just go back to that that attacking four three three. But if if not, I still see us getting either way. I still see us winning two zero. Well, the only reason I, I'm saying we went handedly, we literally beat this club nine nil exactly. last year. <laughs> that's why I'm, you know, I'm not saying we're gonna disrespect them again like that, yeah. but I'm expecting at least a four point performance out of our squad, even if even if they score two three. Mm. I predict it's gonna be four one, 
But mainly for the reason I think JJ is going to get his chances. Hopefully, Him yeah. and LaCava are getting more time together. Mm. And like uh, Brandon pointed out earlier, they were there was chances created mm. by LaCava to JJ, and JJ was making those anticipation plays. And maybe LaCava is one of those guys that can kind of mend with, like, like almost blend with that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that that can be the case with... You know, a lesser team, which clearly has a lot of po- a lot of points on them, and that, their, their defense oh, yeah, is in question. Well, I wouldn't even say that they've given up the second most goals in the entire league. If we're talking about uh, loud and yeah, loud when you have a guy that played high school football in JJ Williams, I'm expecting him to body these guys, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm expecting a body. I think fest. they will. Um, the biggest thing for me that I'm going to be looking out for is. The midfield battle in this game mm. because we're losing Spalding. Mm. Okay. I think we're gonna have to sort of what we're losing from Spalding. We're gonna have to sort of take from the midfield and bring that there. And players like Dennis are gonna have to step up even more. Yes, um, Eckers is Eckers back in the lineup, right? Eckers is. He was yeah. back in the lineup okay. last week. He's gonna have to step up more, which I think they will. But th- with that being said, um, Loudon City they've also. They also, on paper, have one of the better midfields as far as controlling the ball and executing passes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're second in the league with passes completed with like 2,600. So mm-hmm. they move the ball around a lot. They like to pass it, control the ball, and what? control possessions. So, I was about to ask you, their, their possession time is yeah. probably, they're probably dominating possession. If they, but like, I don't know how they're that bad, though. Their so defense just, is probably They just conceded so many goals. They conceded 26 goals, which what? behind, they're tied with Tulsa, then... Um, I don't know who this t- Hartford Athletic is the only team with more goals conceded than Tulsa and Loudoun City. But that's like that's really bad though. Yeah, like and, even for USL, like that's really yeah, bad. Yeah, and with that being said, the Rowdies are sixth in the league with goals scored and twenty three this year. So what do you guys think that Charlie Dennis is going to do? We're all predicting a, a, at least yeah. a, a dominating offensive performance mm-hmm. by the Rowdies this upcoming match. Do we think he's at least going to have one? Well, I'm predicting he'll have two goals. I think he's going to have some sniper shots, a free kick, yeah. and then maybe just a little drive up the center there. And mm-hmm. what I would hope is, you know, what we get from that attacking 4-3-3 um, with that cam, and especially in Charlie Dennis, the guy who likes to make those forward runs, I don't really think we need that, that extra striker. When you have a guy like Charlie Dennis who's making those forward runs, it kind of fills in for that role. You he's know in I mean? the MVP race. He is in the MVP race. Like that's that's something to keep mm-hmm. in mind. He need, if he actually wants that and has to solidify his, I guess, position in that race, he has to start to pick it up now. And pick a, up these the, are three shit teams in a row. Like you need to have at least he, three he or four. Especially with in leaving, you have to come in and show why you should be MVP mm-hmm. and the most valuable player to your team in the league. And he has you know, the most goal contributions on the entire squad. So I think um, with that three 0 win, I predicted. I think he doesn't. I don't think he touches the goal line, but I think he has two assists in this, mm. in this game. Nice. Okay, which is that. still, in my opinion, if you get one assist, that's as good as a goal in my mm. opinion. Especially, especially in, especially in soccer. Yeah. yeah, I say JJ begs a brace this game though. Mm. I think it's gonna be all JJ on the score line. Okay. And do you, what, what assist wise, who's picking up for Spalding here? Delgar is I he would, getting one? For you I would say uh, since Delgar is on that hot streak, I say he gets at least one. Okay, but, you know he's he's had uh, an assist or uh, a a goal contribution every single game he's played. Every single game he started, he's he's I had a goal. Know, contribution. Maybe he's just gonna get hotter and hotter. Yeah. But I just don't see his shiftiness like Spalding. Mm. I think Spalding is like the playmaker. Sorry, nobody really does. I, especially in this league, I haven't yeah. seen it. But I'm We've saying seen multiple teams come in now. I'm, I'm saying Doherty and Dalgard get the assists. Okay, mm-hmm. so. shout out to Doherty. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, I'd like to see, you know, it, I want to see Kleeman back in. Me too. Me I want to so see bad. the two center backs back yeah. in with Lasso and Kleeman starting. I don't want them mm-hmm. to switch it up later on in the game, but I, I want to see, you know, maybe Lasso get a little assist. We, I, don't, I, I don't love know, that. I don't I really see that. them yeah. used like that. They're kind of like the passers and the... He gets the, the header goals, goals, though. Yeah, even if it's a header goal. But yeah, like a crosser from, a, like, a corner kick, yeah, and Lasso yeah. gets it in because he's just fucking Six him. five, bro. He's, he's just, no, like, he's him. He's like, the tallest guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's Timothy. He's Timothy. He's Timothy. He's it is. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've noticed that. Kind of looked like Portis last time. Besides, <laughs> besides Cal Jennings, who puts man buns and long hair guys to shame, um, like, I'm glad we haven't even talked about him because yeah. he doesn't even deserve to be talked about. Yeah. Um, he started that that New Mexico. Game. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, which oh my god. Because JJ yeah. had the red card. Dude, he fucking sucked in that game, yeah. bro. He sucked. Spalding, talk, again, talk, Spalding, had to, Spalding had to come back and score those two goals. He had to score a brace so we could so we could actually fucking win. Because Spalding is just him as well. And I think, up. before we wrap this episode up, I just, one more question for you guys. Do we think that Spalding was going to start in the MLS? I say he I think every team is re- Just think about this. I think every team in the MLS is thinking about their roster right now. And they're like, okay, we probably just need to rethink everything. Because Messi's coming in. He's coming to town soon. And when Messi comes to town, there's going to be a wave of fucking new MLS players that are going to up the quality. Already starting. It it already is. And you see the attendance and the record-setting attendances in the USL. Imagine what the MLS is about to be Mm. when when Messi gets here, bro. And all these teams have to think about their quality of play, their fucking players. Like, I think Spalding deserves to start or at least come off the bench in an MLS team. 100%. He 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 won't start, but he'll come off the bench, I think. I I 100% believe he'll, he'll come off the bench. And he'll no, and you know what you know what I think he'll do? He'll come off the bench, impress, and then earn his right to start. He plays for one of the best teams in the world. It's hard to miss him too. If he's on the pitch, you're gonna see him. Exactly. With that head of hair and that mustache. That mustache. That mustache. That mustache. mustache. Yes. Yes. But we really but uh, other than other than that, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch up on before Uh, we uh, wrap up? Who is the rowdies? That's the most important (laughs) thing I have to say. well, I'm gonna get a tattoo of that on my fucking I wanted, uh, yeah. I'm starting to get into the St. Louis City fandom a little bit. It's city. It I'm, is city. I'm starting to get into it's it. City, it's city, bro. It's hard. It's hard not to like their unis. It's hard not to like their vibe. And the stadium is just. The stadium is magnificent. It, it's beautiful. And I sent you the text the other day, Roman Berkey, mm. former Dortmund keeper. Um, something to look out for. It is something to look out for. A little bit of a rough match this past weekend. Yeah, but. He, he kind of um, I didn't even know he left Dortmund honestly until like a, well I think two years ago he departed then we got a uh, Noble in there now and I think that's his name and he's he's one of the young like upcoming promising German mm. German goalies but yeah Roman Berkey was a really solid goalie for Dortmund for a good four to five seasons and he just always flew under the radar when I mean it's kind of easy to do when you have Manuel Neuer in your league and stuff like that but Huge shout out to him. He's he's starting to. And he's on one of the better squads in the MLS, a new expansion team, and mm-hmm. it's good to see a fresh fresh thing in the MLS. And like you said, how can you not be a fan of theirs with those fucking uniforms? Hey. Those Purina kits are clean, bro. They're clean. Yeah. Hey, fuck, uh, fuck Newcastle, bro. They stole Tonelli. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Newcastle though is crazy. Fuck I thought it would have been someone like. Chelsea, that's or City, club, or Newcastle, City. Newcastle, Oil City's an oil club too. City is an oil club, yeah. City's also an oil club. So is PSG. Right. All these. Yeah, I think deals gonna uh, be like ninety million. Do you guys expect a new wave of ownership in
I Do you mean, think Messi is going to kick off this yeah. like massive like he's going to ignite the fire under yeah. MLS's ass and be like, "Yo, we could be by the time that something else." He's unfortunately left this earth. I think he's going if I mean, you could say he already is the biggest name in all of soccer if not sports. Well, I mean, let's get real. I mean, we did a little Mount Rushmore in season 1 of all of our sports people and shit. He's on there now. Yes. He, he has to be on more there. More people know Ronaldo than Messi, I think. That. And that's... And Ronaldo deserves praise, too. Which is true. We still hear me on. It's no slight. I hate that. Um, it's just... It's always going to be like that. The debate on who's better and comparing them one another. I don't do that. I just sit there and be like, exactly. okay, I just appreciate what mm-hmm. I have that I can actually watch. Arguably, the two greatest athletes of all time in the sport of soccer. Yeah, 100%. Of all time. And I... Paley's definitely up there too. I I don't know. I never saw Paley, but seeing his highlights, holy shit, was he electric and just revolutionary to watch. But so many greats throughout time. But I mean, right but, now our perspective is these guys. Are, and yeah. I think uh, Paley actually might have played against the Rowdies when he played in America. That is bad. That's true. But to go back to your question, I I think something like that does happen because in the game of football, as far as a player, Messi's already accomplished everything that you can. And what else can he really do besides... He could win the MLS. That, but off the pitch, be someone that grows the game of soccer even more in a place like America, mm. who, I mean, goes without being said, it's America, like... It's, people, the world doesn't take American soccer seriously, bro. Exactly, so with people like Messi coming over and taking ownership in MLS teams and starting that wave, who knows what might follow after that. You might have Ronaldo doing that, you might have... Dave Beckham doing that more, and these old former soccer legends that do it. Wayne Rooney might be doing it. Mm. You never know. And that's just going to grow the name of soccer even more on top of how our United States men's team is doing and the World Cup coming here. Dude. Insane. Insane amount of growth. But I still think, still think no matter what, Jake LaCava is the best Inter Miami <laughs> player. Okay. He's the best Inter Miami uh, player. Jake yeah. LaCava. Okay. Jake yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But uh, moving forward, let's let's definitely keep our eyes peeled to see if Messi can turn around the worst MLS team. Um, he will, and he will, and he will. immediately. And uh, we'll definitely have a lot of coverage on that for sure. And maybe a St. Louis City FC uh, episode and an Orlando City FC yeah, episode. Yeah, he's not beating Orlando City though. Orlando City is also nice, bro. They're, yeah, we they're both, kids we're both playing. cities. Yeah, they're both cities. Both cities. You, just get, well, you know what? It's all good. We, we put our own touch on it. Shit on us, if you will. But shout out to everyone listening. And hopefully, if you're out there in you know, Netherlands or Africa, you're a Rowdies fan. Just by listening to our coverage of it now, too. Make sure you're looking up highlights. And you know if you can, catch a game. They're fun to watch. And uh, definitely some, some playmakers and some cool some cool vibes. That the refs suck. We talk about that all the time. But um, definitely... Uh, Tune into a Rowdy's game, and thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of our Rowdy's coverage. And uh, Caden and Brandon, thank you guys for yes, uh, giving the show your time. And we really appreciate it. And little announcement: we might have some solo episodes and stuff coming out yes, in the near future. Um, so just bear with us on that. It's going to be um, you know, probably a lot predicated to sports and maybe some anime and stuff like that. So make sure you're staying tuned into the show. It's only going to get bigger and grow and. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tea Time Reports. And thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Take care. Peace. Peace.